0: Yes people, it's episode 305 of brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday the 11th of December at 17 minutes past 10. That's where we're recording this and it's snowing outside. It's snowing. How are you enjoying the snow? I didn't even know it was going to snow. Um, it shows you that when the World Cup is on, I don't care about anything else other than football. Um, it seems like... He was probably warned about this. I don't feel like this is a shock to anyone else who may have watched the news or gets weather updates. It was a shock to me when I just looked at my phone today and it said minus two outside. Um, let me just refresh my phone. Um, it's minus one. Temperatures have gone up, but it's been minus two all day. And I was like, oh, that's cold. That's a bit aggressive. Not knowing, you know. It's going to snow. I even took my daughter out in this weather. Not outside. Um, She's not a husky. We just went to soft play. But, uh, yeah. Well, this snow is is, is ridiculous. And we've got train strikes coming this week. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be brought forward. They're starting on Tuesday. But, meh. Why not? Why not just shut the railway down today? Because this is um, ridiculous. I took the bins out as well. So I'm just looking at my footsteps. See how long it takes those to get filled out. Um, but yeah, you enjoying the snow? you got things planned tomorrow? Is it better that it snows? It's not the same as it when we are like kids. Just speak to my wife about it. You know, when you, if you're a teenager now, you are so excited. You're so excited for what's happening right now. So excited because you're like, school's going to get called off. It's going to get called off. Or, I, I, you're so excited. I remember my snow days. And the two snow days in particular, one snow day was uh, when I remember going to school and the heating broke and they said, right, um, here's the deal. Year sevens, you've got to stay in because you're too young to be at home on your own. So year eight, I was year eight at the time. Year eight, you can go home. We're like, Yes. Year nines, you've got sat, so you need to stay in. Uh, then year 10s, you can go home. Year 11s, your final year GCSE, you have to stay in. So the year 8s and year 10s were jubilant. I always remember that snow day. Another snow day I had. Um, I could always remember as well, not knowing. Like, it must be different now. Like Every school has a website, and app. That must have gets filtered out to parents. I remember having to um, wait for one of my friends to message me to say that they're that like, they, they know that school's called off. I'm not sure the schools had to like message or call every student, like every parent, but you just somehow find out like just minutes before school was meant to start that it's been called off. I remember mean, they used to announce on the radio as well. 1017 was the radio station in Harlow because that was the frequency. They start listing schools. Schools that are called off, today. They? they? are. are. The Braze Grove mark hall stewart and then like one school would still be open it'd be screwing fuming and i remember um one snow day everyone every kid was out in the town park which is the, the main park in, in harlow and um <clears throat> and yeah just big old snow fights everyone's running around just launching snowballs people had sleds going down the hills it was just It was like a scene from a Christmas movie Um, until it all got ruined by me. I was running around with a snowball in my hand, um, not realizing that I had it in my hand for probably about 10 minutes. And if you know what happens to water when it gets cold, it becomes solid. And what was once a snowball became pretty much a block of ice. (laughs) And I threw it so hard. at Nicola's face and uh, she collapsed she collapsed like she got shot like a sniper shot you know when someone's legs keep moving but their head stops that is what happened and I was like oh god immediately I was like oh god um I remember my mate who was going out for at the time going oh fuck and l- laughing but trying not to laugh um <laughs> I remember him hugging her looking over her head and he had tears running down his face looking at me as she was calling me a prick <laughs> oh man good times good memories and sorry sorry for a snowball yeah snow days it's not the same though now you're an adult it's just all about oh I've got de iced the car Got scraped out of the car. Got add another ten minutes to my journey. Probably gonna be in an accident on the A road. That's your life now. Train's gonna be delayed. A bollocks. Heat's gonna break down at work. border's broken down. That's that's all the, that. That's what snow is for an adult. You know what I mean? Got the wrong tyres on. But that's what it is. But as a kid, it's just it's opportunities. Adults is pure hindrance and mayhem caused by snow. It's annoying, man. You ain't going to build a snowman. 34. No, but I've got that to look forward to. With the kiddies, right? Hey? In the future when it's a snow day in the garden, maybe the weekend. Do some snow stuff in oh, That'd be nice. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? It's annoying because I don't have any of... Oh, man. I just realised I don't have any of Zadies outdoor stuff i need to get next weekend annoying anyway what's been going on this week um i was just talking about the weather very british of me um talk about britain england yesterday knocked out of the world cup knocked out of the world cup uh 2-1 lost to france um you know the the Schadenfreude on on my social media Solaris um but you can't let the Charlofroyda ignore the facts that England played very well, especially in the second half. First half probably got outplayed by France, but second half England played very well. I thought Carl uh, Walker nullified Mbappe. I remember saying I don't know who can do it. Carl Walker is the best option. I don't think that option is good enough. I oh, was proven wrong. He did very well, but they kind of forgot about the other ten players in the team. And two one. Then Harry Kane had the penalty. Now, listen. That penalty. The pressure, man. Wait. wait I've got to, got to keep it fair. I said Saka's penalty was shit two years ago. This penalty is obviously very shit. Um, smashed clean over the bar. If that was Sunday League, that would have been in the car park. Um, or over the, over the trees. Um... Onto the next pitch. It, it will just look terrible, Sunday league. It almost looks better in a stadium because at least there's a, a background for it to stop. But that was clean over the bar. But although I said Saka's penalty was shit last year, pressure was ridiculous. Fifth penalty taker shouldn't have been there. This one here, Harry Kane, very accomplished penalty taker. One of the best in the world. But what have got to remember is he just already scored one penalty. Um, that game now you've got to think who's playing against he wasn't playing against just anyone he wasn't just playing against the captain of France he was just playing against the captain of his club team there is no goalkeeper in the world who would have seen more Harry Kane penalties than Hugo Lloris not one not one goalkeeper in the world so to beat him once then be told you have to try and beat him again rattle yourself Everyone's going, yeah, he ain't got the the metal, he ain't got the bottle, he ain't got the nerve. Have to disagree. Um, Messi scored two penalties in one game. Don't underestimate how hard that is. But to miss, if penalty doesn't make him shit. Now, obviously, this country loves. uh, Loves a villain, was a scapegoat, it can't be Harry Kane, it can't be our Harry, I said when he missed that, the first thing came to my head was boy he's lucky he's white. I'll tell you he's lucky he's white because the racial abuse he's been getting. Someone even showed me um, screenshots that Rashford is still getting the abuse because he, in air quotes, missed the free kick at the end. Like the free kick's a penalty. It's like now Kane's all right, he gave it his best go. But that Rashford, fuck you know. He's spent all his time giving poor kids free meals. when they score a free kick. What? So see so I said that. It's Lucky's it's what. Now obviously there's not going to be any uh, any way of correlating you know who is commenting on Harry Kane's stuff and who is racist against those guys last year, two years ago, but. No, it's last year. I forgot, twenty twenty one it got delayed too. Um last year. But this can't help but feel it definitely would have gone differently if the player was black. And what what is annoying about it is then we're forced to create this boogeyman. This what aboutism that we've got evidence for to suggest this isn't a wild whatabout. But it's like, we've forced to create this boogeyman that, oh, if Harry Kane was black, then you see. Or joking that, you know, these tabloids are going to make it about Rashford, Saka, and Sterling. Somebody's going to be there for. Now, you know, I opened the newspapers this morning. I said, I opened the newspapers, went on a website that shows all the front page of newspapers. No, none of that. It's, all oh, unlucky, am uh, free I have three us on penalties, curse of ITV, all these different things. Um, but no one just saying, fuck you, Kane. Social media there is, yeah, yeah, of course. They've kind of targeted the fact that he plays the Spurs, called it Spursy, or they've you know, targeted the usual thing, his speech or his mental faculties. <laughs> Even though he's never done anything to make me think he's stupid or lacking mentally just, uh, just got a sort peculiar voice for many but um, no it's a tough tough on England tough thing but forget them that wasn't really an upset they could have gone either way where the upset was Morocco hey, doing it for Africa and the Arabs um, and it's weird this this whole thing all tournament are the Arab or the African are the Arab or the or the the African, Arab, African? Arab, African? Uh, one both but um The players allegedly identify more as Arab and then the manager goes, no, no, this is for Africa. So, number one, does it matter? Kinda. Kinda, matters In the sense of uh, neither an Arab team or an African team have got this far in the World Cup. So it matters. Um, Yeah, representation is a big deal. Now, do I feel that kind of, oh, go on Morocco, do it for Africa? No, I'll probably fall into the thing of they seem more Arab to me. I think even they themselves wouldn't call themselves Arabs, though. They're Berbers. They're the original people there, original settlers there. And I think they've even got like a European ancestry. <clears throat> so, you know. Morocco is probably not the most, uh, close African or African countries, but they are there and they're upsetting people. And I, I want them to win. Then will Croatia to win as the underdogs. Um, Argentina to win for the messy legacy, uh, which will just mean France will probably win. And Mbappe uh, will become, will end the conversation about best players ever. Because that's what we do, just hyperbolic, aren't we? As soon as a player's good, ever, it's best ever. But no, yeah, Morocco not Portugal out. So that's Ronaldo dud. Cried at the end of the game, probably cried because Messi. He knew Messi was going to go through. He's like, if Messi wins a World Cup, Ronaldo's playing until he's 58. Telling him, he won't to let it pass. He won't. He won't. Oh dear. And then what else happened in these international affairs? Oh, Brittany Grinner. Hey, Brittany Grinner. She has now been released from Russian jail for carrying weed into Russia, which is illegal. And um, this poor woman who contravened well-published drug laws, this, uh, this NBA, WNBA superstar, is now to is has been released and swapped with um Victor Bout and Victor Bout's uh nickname. Well, I can't remember what it was. What did someone refer to him as? <clears throat> Jesus Christ, this throat is dry. Oh, what did someone call him? Someone called him like a merchant of death or something like that. Is this was what he was coined as. Um but this guy's rap sheet is crazy. He's an arms dealer. Full arms dealer, full fully supports the invasion of Ukraine. Um I'm not saying that's good or bad, I'm saying that I know the US opposed that, so to release someone who's fully for it. So like, what's happening here? Um Yeah, he's he's yeah. He, it's just not. It doesn't seem like a reasonable trade, does it? I'm not sure what in anyone's mind. Like take race out of it. If they didn't go for, they should not take race of it. What I was gonna say, if they didn't go to try to get her back, would people have argued because she's a black woman? This is why they haven't bothered? Because if that's the case, then they've gone above and beyond to get her back. In my mind. So is that because she's a a black woman? Is why they've gone to go? Because I don't think America has a track record of treating black people, especially black women, well. So it really begs the question: What on earth are they doing? What I just don't understand how they come that close. They come even close This seems like such a strange deal. this guy's literally a, a full arms dealing warlord. <laughs> He's suffer for an NW, NBA player. It's unreal. Unreal. But hey, that's why I don't work in politics. I personally think it's not a good idea to release that guy for Brittany the Green. Imagine if you're someone else. And you're like some kind of agent. And. Jeez, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, my throat is so dry, guys, I'm sorry. I've actually lost my train of thought because of how itchy my throat is. Oh, okay, and we're back. Right, don't remember what I was saying, so we carry on. Um... But, to try and think that, yeah, sorry, that's what I was saying. Now, remember, imagine you've been there for longer. And you've actually done some real stuff for US military. Espionage shit. James Bond. And someone goes, yeah, listen, Jeff, well done for all your hard work, but we're bringing back the WNBA player. Why? She has more followers than you. Simple. crazy, 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 right, <clears throat> oh my god, um, no, not LinkedIn, so just a quick check on Twitter, is there anything glaring that I'm missing, I don't think there is, no, oh, sorry, that was one, that's what, that was one, well, let me find that, You know, you learn a bit of trivia. It's like, I'm not sure I wanted to know that. I'm not sure I actually wanted to know that. But it's so um, eye-opening. I had to... Right, here you go. This guy called Jonathan Perk um, from Los Angeles, California. Um, He said this. He said the phrase knocked up, referring to pregnancy, originated in the United States slavery. The Oxford English Dictionary traces this expression back to 1813. Back then, the price of an enslaved African woman was knocked up by the auctioneer when she was pregnant, promoted as a deal for buyers. Do you know when someone, like, it seems so obvious, but it's like, I don't, really know, I don't really know what Knocked Up meant. What it always meant, to, well, I knew what it, what it meant. It was a euphemism for, but I didn't understand how the two got linked. Knocked Up. But now that does, jeez, horrendous. I don't think I'll use that saying there. I'll constantly not try not to, but I don't think I have it in the book or anything, but I'll, I'll try not to. Because, um, that is horrendous history. Um, right, someone else has come back. Uh what is this guy saying? What is this guy saying? He's he come back saying, no, no, it doesn't mean that. Let's see. He says, This is an intriguing idea, but I think it may be a misrepresentation, misinterpretation. First of all, only one of the OED's early citations of the phrase not to relate to slavery, the others, including the earliest recorded use, are not. Um, all right. In 1813, was the first recorded use. Um, William Mick's widow arrived. Arrived here in pursuit of J. Mick, who she says has knocked her up. Um, but still doesn't mean that it didn't originate in slavery. Let's see what else this guy's to say. Second, in 1836, example which is about slavery and which drips with racism. I've bottled, I've blotted out a certain word. <clears throat> it looks like wordplay rather than the explanation of a meaning. It joins together. Two otherwise unrelated, not-based phrases for the sake of this colloquial quip. Uh, And the phrase, sorry, the the callous quip is this, um, this is David Crockett. um, N-word woman are knocked down by the auctioneer and knocked up by the purchaser. which is in Druston. Um, third, the quote seems to be about black women being sold and then being impregnated by the buyers rather than their price being raised because they were already pregnant. Okay. The whole situation was a vast and monstrous atrocity, but there's no sign that the phrase not to have originated there. See what happens when you read a little bit more, because I was about to just stop saying that sentence. I mean, I don't say it often, but boy, I would have to think about it now, because this is all making sense. <laughs> the whole situation was a vast and monstrous uh, atrocity, but there's no sign for it not to originate there. And yes, the source of the quote is the, Dave, the David Crockett. The line is dialogue spoken by a character called Thimberink. Okay. And this is number five. five, five. The origin um, of this sense of knock-up is probably older but not less common sense of knock, meaning have sex with or make pregnant. And quoted example hardy exudes respect for women. Also related would be more recent phrase, knocking shop, recorded in 1860. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I think that's interesting though. You know very, very interesting. The etymology of, of those uh, of those euphemisms we have, right? But there you go. Oh, one minute I thought it was one thing, I've just changed my mind. Tell you what, T who's good at um, changing people's minds. <clears throat> if you have come across him, you know you have the whole, uh, whole anti Semitism thing going on in in the media with Kyrie and Kanye. Uh, there's a guy who I follow on Facebook, following for ages, named Rudy Rockman. He's a Jewish guy from France. He's currently making a documentary called um, We Are Not Lost. Basically, he's see, see, he's a French guy who, I think he's like a Sephardic Jew, so from North Africa. So um, say olive, olive skin colour, and he, he's doing a documentary called We Are Not Lost basically connected with all the Jewish tribes across Africa who's basically saying they're not lost tribes just the connections being lost. And he's kind of like a pan, pan ju- Jewish, pan, ju- pan Judaic, I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to say the Jewish version of pan Africanist. But he's like, we're all brothers, all Jewish. Jewish is an ancient civilization that had different races, people look different, so it's not a big deal for someone being the black and Jewish. And yeah, so he's pretty liberal at that. He also thinks of Palestinians as cousins, he thinks he wants a, a new future. He said he can't really have this existing thing because no one wins. Then be a new future created where Palestinians and Israelis live among each other. They don't need to be fighting. They've got enough to fight about. He blames the British for, for what's going on in Israel and Palestine. He's a. I just think, I think he was a cool guy. I think I first saw his videos of him on uni campuses, just going back and forth with people. Because he's like calm and he's articulate and he's well read. It's uh, it's crazy. He even explains the Hebrew Israelites. He explains them in the. It's just, mate, it's really stuffable. Go check in Godfrey Trust, and he's got kosher deals and Rudy Ruckman on the show. It's a good episode. If you haven't seen the guy before, watch that. Then you might want to watch more of his stuff. But I find him interesting. Gives me a cool, a cool Jewish perspective. I think that's how I learned things in the world, right? I pick one person to represent a group who I think is knowledgeable, and I see them say stuff on both sides. All right, you're the guy I'm listening to. You're my point of reference on these topics. Make it, you know, more into it, but yeah, check him out anyway. Let's get on to some Dear deirdre. Um, then we can wrap this pod up before 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, 26 minutes in. That means we're going to be finished this at like yeah, about 15 minutes. Let's get it going. Oh my god, my throat is so itchy. Um, right. So let me get this drink. Let me get this drink down me. Ah oh dear, I probably could press pause? Right, right. That's that's what the technology allows, rather than me drinking on the pods. That'll that be best. And we're back in. Right, dear Deirdre, I told my partner about emotional affair with co-worker, co-worker, with the co-worker, and now he wants paternity test for our son. Wait, are you saying emotional, as in your sex was emotional, or was purely emotional? Let's see. Dear, dear, I was forced to tell my partner about my affair as my secret man's wife was threatening to turn up at my home and tell him herself. Even though we haven't had sex or even kissed properly, we'd fallen deep in love with each other. This is an emotional affair. Grow up, man. Have sex. Uh, My lover is my co-worker and we've both... And we're both deeply unhappy with our home lives. I'm 32, my partner's 33. We've been together for five years and have a seven-month-old son. My single lover has treated me better in the past year than my partner has ever had. Um, my partner buys gifts, gift cards for women online because he thinks he's going to have some fun with them. He's been doing it for years. That's weird. Um, when I brought it up, he said it's because he doesn't get anything from me. I'm so exhausted looking after our son and working that I haven't been interested in sex. It doesn't end there. My partner doesn't help me financially either. Mad. He changes our son's nappies and sometimes feeds him, but that's it. He gives me his share of the rent and refuses to contribute anymore. (laughs) How do you get knocked up by a guy like this? Mad. Um, I buy everything for our son. I was pregnant before this other man started working at the pub. Where I do bar work, but my partner is still insisting on the paternity test. I mean, fair enough. I think once someone asks, you just gotta do it, ain't you? The moment you say no, he's like, oh, that's suspicious. <laughs> and you're not trying to be together anymore, so you can't even really use the thing of, you know, if we do this, I'll be leaving. So you've got some leverage here, you just gotta do it. Um, I don't want to be a single mum, but planned on leaving my partner when I was ready. <laughs> Um, I didn't want to have to mention this other man is such a mess. Oh, poor you. Poor you. You can just waltz from your marriage into an affair. Poor you. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Mad. Can't deal with it. I dread pals finding out my sister is lap dancer and sex worker dear dear my sister loves working as a lap dancer and sex worker even our parents are fine with it and says it is her life and as long as she's happy they are happy too liberal pick up a stick and beat your kid in that scenario please I am 25 I am her 25 year old brother she's 20 we have always been very close and I can't get my head around this um, all my friends fancy her and I can see why she is fun, sporty, bright, outgoing girl she was meant to go to university after getting great grades in A-levels but she's not going now recently very raunchy images of her appeared on the website of the club where she works I told her that she asked the manager to remove them but she, to- just, but she just told me not to look at them if I didn't like them golly you did that thing I'm older brother, sister's a victim, I will go protect her. She's like, no. I, I want to be down here. She's like, ah, shit, lost her to the streets. <laughs> um, I'm really upset at what she's doing. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, I'm worried for her and dread people finding out. Maud That is mad. Right, um, so i get to the end of that. Yeah, it's where people find out. Look, people find out either way. Just make sure he's good, so he doesn't get sparked out in front of everyone. Wait, what was that I was talking about? It's everything else, in between. I don't know what I was talking about just then. <laughs> so it's so confidence as well. And then, As I heard myself say that, I was like, wait, what am I talking about? Maybe it would make, back, make sense on the listen back. I'm on a, what's the timestamp? 31. All right, I'll, I'll listen back. Anyway. Anyway, anyway last one. <clears throat> um... no wow Jesus this is this sounds crazy dear dude I'm planning to cheat on my unfaithful husband on holiday with my secret lover this that is just a messy sentence the husband's cheating you're about to cheat man where is it Dear, Deirdre, my husband is trying everything to make up for his sordid fling and even encouraged me to book our big holiday next year wherever I like. So I've decided to rebook the same all-inclusive in Cyprus, then I can hook up again with my secret lover. Jesus. My husband has paid for the entire trip as as a way of putting things right between us. I mean, you've paid since you're married, so whatever. He cheated on me 18 months ago with a gym instructor, and I admit, when I got when I got together with a holiday rep last summer, revenge was at the forefront of my mind. I'm 38, my husband's 39, the holiday rep is 41. I mean, I'm not judging people but the jobs a holiday rep at 41. I mean I don't know where they are. That's for you Maybe he's a senior rep anyway. I was only looking for a holiday thing, but we still messaged secretly every day. We would slip off when there was a big dance or show. Or when my husband went back to our room for a nap. Ah, golly. We'd have sex in a rep's office or an empty room. It was so exciting creeping around. I still find myself daydreaming about him all the time. To the point that my husband keeps asking if I'm alright. As I'm so distracted most of the time. Golly. I'm very excited to be seeing my lover again in April. And we're already planning how we can sneak away again. But I'm not sure if we can be together properly as my lover is also married. This is a hot mess. I fantasize about being with him. Even on the few occasions, my husband and I are intimate. I thought I'd forgiven my husband, but part of me still wants him to pay, even though he's really tried with me. In my sinful moments, I realize I need to stop this obsession, but I can't. What should I do? Go get help. Go get help. You're clearly not over it. I mean, I think you over it for the most part because he took him back, but whatever it is, there's a block, there's something there that's made me go, nope, 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 But, maybe just go for it, maybe you just get rinsed out by Stavros. Have you Stavros? <laughs> Not here, said Stav, we're in, we're in Cyprus, I'll pick the Greek name. Stelios. Christos. It's mad it's a premeditated. What are they holiday thing. What they think there be a spontaneous thing? Whereas you've been torn this guy for ages. Line up how you gonna get your cheeks clapped. My wife has flipping pain. Like I said he you clearly haven't forgiven him? Or said there's something stuff you for giving him for find out, why is this going to get crazy, what if you get pregnant, what if you get knocked up, then what's going to happen then, you get some some hairy kid, (laughs) I mean, anyway, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm I'm tired, it's over, Um, this week, what are we up to, was he watching more World Cup football, semi-finals? Fracia versus Argentina, France versus Morocco. I said I know I want to win, said it earlier in the pod, but um boys going to be good. It's gonna be good this week. And I think that is it. I if I've got anything planned, haven't we got any gigs in the calendar? So no, I've just got to chase up some invoices. Bastards. Anyway, that's it, in the pod. Wrapped it on falling asleep mid-pod like as usual. Voila. Um That's it. Peace.